Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit and Hustle from IrishSportsDaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama. Jamie University, it is spring game day, instant reaction show. We are going to be talking about everything we just saw in the spring game. Uh, I imagine a lot of Sam Hartman talk. He had a great game. Jaden Greathouse, has, he's got to have set some records today, Jamie. 11 catches for him, I think it was, over 100 yards. What a performance by the, the freshman receivers. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of defenders who, uh, on the defensive line, we, we were texting about that, Jamie. A lot of, lot of good-looking uh, good looking players on the defensive line today. Jaden Osbury showed out, so we're going to talk about all of that. Um, so thank you, everyone, for joining the show. Uh, if, if, uh, if you haven't taken advantage of the ESQ Clothing uh, promo that is out, today is the last day, ESQClothing.com. Go over to uh, that site and, and eight, uh, 23% off of all purchases. La- today is the last day. Um, ISD Spring, put that in the promo code. That's ISD Spring. All, all your uh, all your uh, shopping needs, all your, your, your luxury shopping needs with the, the, the dress shirts and all that. Marcus Freeman wearing ESQ clothing. The players are wearing ESQ clothing. Today is the last day for that. So uh, pop over to ESQclothing.com, 23% off ISD Spring. Thank you, everyone, for being here so far. Um, if this is your first time, uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. This will be released as a podcast as soon as we're done. I'll, I'll put it out in the pod feed so it'll show up there. And if you don't, if you want to catch us there, uh, there are links in the description below on Apple and Spotify. So, all right, Jamie, a lot of people in the chat right now. Um, BG making a joke, Hartman stunk. CFB Hertz is lamenting the fact that Notre Dame lost, got shut out. The blue team got shut out, Jamie. It's it's tough. Everyone's uh, everyone's in a bad mood about that. Um, I think we have to start out with Sam Hartman. And, you know, I think while it's one of those things where it's like, look, whoever plays well, you know, you, you want you want that to happen. But I think everyone really wanted Sam Hartman to come out and look good. Oh, yeah. At the very least, you want him to come out and look good. I mean, he looked he was the reason for all the optimism going into the uh, going into the offseason. Right. Big transfer. And, and I want to talk about this from a. This is how Sam Hartman played. I want to stay away from a comparison to the quarterback battle. I know everyone's talking about that, but we were we were texting about it. It, it, Buckner and and Minchie to some extent, like they got kind of the raw end of the stick with the with the offensive line and the blocking and that sort of thing. Oh yeah. Um, So let's let's I I want to stick because I don't I don't want to spend a bunch of time like commenting on how Tyler Buckner looked. He didn't look great. That's there's no I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But I just want to talk about Sam Hartman and how he looked. And, you know, that's look, that's what Notre Dame signed up for. That's what you wanted to see. Look sharp, 13 to 16. I think it was 189 yards, two passing touchdowns, uh, one rushing touchdown. Look good straight away, Jamie. Um, it was it was really nice to see. I thought he looked really good. Um, just look just comfortable. Yeah. And the offense, that's the thing. He just looked totally comfortable out there. Uh, obviously, like he was well protected, right? Yes, and, he was. Uh, he was well protected. Um, probably something like, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the line was in the game, but, uh, I, I would have put money on, uh, the gold team. If I probably took a deeper dive into, uh, the O line D line difference between both teams, I think they had a pretty big advantage and just having like, you know, alt and Corel, I, I think, and their, their guards were better. Like every, they were quite a bit better, but I mean, he took advantage of it. He looked, yeah. he looked how you expect him to look. And that's the other thing. And it's something that, um, you know, Kyle Rudolph mentioned during the game too. He's going to be protected better. 
than he has been at Wake Forest. He's going to have yeah. that. He's going to have more clean pockets. He's he's going to um, be able to um, have time in the pocket and get to a second read and do all these kind of things. And I just thought like everything from like his RPO stuff that he did, like just how comfortable he looked with those reads, um, just overall accuracy. His like kind of um, chemistry with Jaden Thomas. Yeah. I think it really, really stood out. Jaden Thomas looked fantastic. Um, you know, I thought that was something that, you know, stood out too. Obviously he didn't stay in the game long, but he in early on, I mean, he showed yeah. like that. I mean, he's a dude, right? So, um, yeah, I just thought if, yeah, if you were going to say one thing, the number one thing that, that any Notre Dame fan would want to see out of this game, it would be Sam Hartman looks great. And he did. He, he looked he looked as good as any quarterback has looked in a Notre Dame spring game. And I was talking about that. I mean, For I sure. think I think Ian Book had, it was either 2017 or 2018. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but he looked really good in a game in one It was the 17 year, yeah. 17 year. I mean, he looked he looked really good. Did some some numbers. He did some numbers in that game. Uh someone point it was pointed out like Malik Zaire had a really good 2015 game. Uh just throwing touchdowns to Will Fuller and and hit Justin Brents, I remember on a crosser, but um he he looked as good as you can as you can really hope for. I mean, thirteen and sixteen. He did have the one where it's like, look, you know, and and I think that's a lot where you're going to see from Sam Hartman, right? Like thirteen and sixteen on point. He did have the one where he's rolling out. It was kind of a broken play, made a bad decision. Across Should have thrown it away. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't a good pass either. So no. that uh, that's kind of look, he, that's. That's why he's throwing a bunch of picks, right? Because yes. there's little, little, little things like that. But you know, it is a spring game, so you can kind of get away sure. with doing that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, that is definitely the kind of thing that in the game you want to see him throw that away, and, and also too just shows you kind of like some of the luck with it too. Like, um, I mean, it probably should have been picked whatever it should have been picked and then he goes down and scores a touchdown. You yeah. know, so it's like the drive's about to be over. So, but, I mean, um, even if you look at like the very first play of the game. Um, I mean, Nana, uh, don't, don't, grab, don't, don't horse don't collar. Don't horse collar your teammates. Teammate, please. please don't. Like literally like that would have been absolutely <laughs> like, I, I think even though, you know, he's a veteran guy, they love him. He's a, he's a hard worker, a leader in the defensive line room, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you could yank a scholarship if Thomas was out for the year or something there. That was a bad, it was really yeah. bad. Um, Fortunately, I mean, as far as I saw, it didn't look like there was any major injuries or anything like that. So that was good. But yeah, that first play of the game, I think it just showed too, that should have been a TFL. It ends up being a first down because of the 15 yards. Um, and they they just rolled from there. And they rolled from there. And then I think too, because I, I think they were able to run the ball better um, inside. Like Jabron Payne had that one big run. Uh, and it was a bad, um, it was a bad fit by Drake Bowling, right? Yeah. He, he, uh, he kind of got a little bit over aggressive, which, you know, that's right. It, it, he cut it back, but it's understandable. Cause it, he, he went the, the, the play came back opposite play side. And yeah. Like, it's just like, it's such a, it's such a common. It's like a fine line. It's, and it's, like, it's yeah. just something he's, like he's trying to get in there. First trying series to of the spring game. I mean, he wants to make a play, whatever. Yeah. Right. I, and he, I mean, Drake Bowling played fine other than that right i'm just stating that 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 right. was why that but it just like you kind of got it rolling from there and pain looked really good 
He did. He looked really good. He did. He obviously looks healthy. I mean, he showed that why Notre Dame would want him. Uh, and Dalen McCullough was like, no, we got to get this guy as soon as he was like, I'm bolting Indiana because, I mean, the guy's got talent. And he's got talent in terms of like what he can do in space and maybe as like a kind of a slot guy too. So um, in, in, in a weird way too, I think he kind of needed it because – you got JD Price coming. You got Jeremiah Love coming. Um, you got to be able to separate yourself because you know Diggs and Esteme are going to be—they're going to have their roles, right? So, yeah, Payne is trying to be the number three guy, and um, I think you know based on some of the stuff that we saw from him in spring, some of the stuff we heard, and then and just here today, say he's you know front runner for that for that spot right now. And we had talked about him, uh, you know, what it meant that they had moved they had moved Lorenzo Styles off of offense. So that means that, that Chris Tyrese, it kind of has to be like full-time slot now because of that. And and that means that Jabron Payne, number three back, right? They, yeah. they ran with three last year. And it looks like he's going to be able to do that. So that's that kind of solidifies that situation um, for A, Tyree, and B, for Payne. That's really good. Um, something else I, I want to point out, you know, we're talking about the, the run that Jabron Payne had there and it was a, you know, poor read by a Bowen there, but I mean, at the same time, that's Rocco Spindler, right. Ca- capitalizing on the mistake. And then yep. Emil Wagner sealing off the backside yep. creates the hole. And I thought, you know, if we're going to talk about how, how Sam Hartman had the better of the two offensive lines, you had to, you got to bring up that, that Spindler and, and, uh, Wagner on the right side. They're a big part of that. Yeah. Um, I, and look for, for Spindler. I mean, great to see. I mean, that, that's, yeah. that is really nice. And I think that, you know, you see, you know, you've, you've talked a lot about why, you know, the coaches have talked, they, they really like Emil Wagner. They're very high on him, even though he's a little bit light. I thought he had some nice size in the lower body. It just, it's kind of an upper body thing. Yeah. I thought his legs looked pretty thick there and, and look for a smaller guy, he handles himself pretty good. He can move people in the run game. He can. Right? He can. Yeah, he's got some real strength there. I, I think there's really something there, and I, I really like those those guys. Yeah, and I think one of the things, too, is that you saw kind of later on, I mean, he got he got really um, – uh, when he was trying to anchor against uh, Tyson Ford. In, yeah. in, <laughs> I mean, he got thrown basically on the mm-hmm. one play. Um well, I mean, we'll get to the defense later, but mm-hmm. Tyson Ford had some, just certainly. He some did. Like he, he, had a really, he had a really good um, But I, I think that's kind of like where I would worry about Wagner more in terms of like anchoring in um, against like speed to power and stuff in, in, uh, in pass pro. Uh, but in the run game, he looks good. He yeah. looks good. Um, I thought Billy Shrouth looked pretty good today too. Like um, I liked how those guys um, – looked at just overall if if you're gonna take one kind of main positive offensive line like okay yeah you're not gonna judge anything with joe alt and blake fisher and uh um uh zeke Carell in in the game today like you know what you got there you wanted to see from the other guys and specifically those young guys because i think everyone knows that the highest ceiling is for notre name is for those young guys to, to be factors, right? Yeah. It's, it's for those young guys to be factors. And I mean, they all had good days. Um, let's, let's, let's stay with the gold offense a little bit. What, what do you think this, uh, 
let me let me see if I can answer ask this the right way. Jane Jane Greathouse. I, I, that's who I'm talking about here. I mean, this is like a clear like super opportunity for everyone, myself included, to like overreact to this. Yeah, yeah. That looks that that looked really good. I mean, he because he because here's the thing: we've seen receivers do numbers before, not like this, but we've seen it in a spring game. It's usually on like a ton of volume in terms of like I remember like a couple years ago, I think it was the 2020 spring game, and and Keys had like Keys had like five for a but but he had like 13 targets. Yes, it was Uh, it was not a it really wasn't a good game, but it was kind of. Cause he had a couple of big splash plays. He had a couple big splash of... games. Great house might've been 11 for 11 or 11 of 12. And that to yes. me is the thing where it's like, every time they threw to him, he caught it. He's falling forward. He's getting those a lot little of like bit tight of coverage yards. too. Yeah. Where he's like winning body position, which fits that fits with everything. If you've watched Jaden great house and the guys scored like a million touchdowns at, he scored more touchdowns at one of the top high school programs. Um, in the country, let alone in the state of Texas, he's scored more touchdowns than anyone ever in, in the history of his high school. Um, and a lot of that is because this guy, there's like a savviness to his yeah. game in terms of like body position. He's got like a veteran savvy when it comes to that kind of stuff. He knows how to win um, with his body, like boxing out guys. And he's strong. He's strong mm. for, a, for yeah. a guy his age. Um which is why he always was a guy who was projected to play early and contribute early. Um, and I mean, I would say too, if they did have Jaden Thomas in the slot, you'd be like, I mean, Jaden Greathouse is going to be your big slot, but yeah. But here's the other thing. It, I think what it does too is, and obviously he, I, I mean, he got a lot of work in, in the spring throughout too, but just when you have a game like that too, and you're looking at it and, you know, not to say whatever, it's tough to judge some of the other guys too. Like, like a Dion Colsey didn't really do much today. Right. But I mean, in saying that when you're looking at where you're at on the boundary and you know, you feel good about Jane Thomas as your big slot and you got Tyree in the slot too. I mean, if it's overcrowded there, then you say, okay, well, great house are you? can you be the, our guy in the boundary or uh, at least a guy who's pushing on the boundary. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the way to look. I mean, I think, you know, there's certainly like Braylon James and stuff as a guy who's, who's going to get a look there too. And like, they could always shift to bias there too. And it'll, it'll be interesting to kind of see, but I, I think that it just shows you got good, you got good options. Yeah. He's, 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 a good, he's a good football player. He's good. And, and, and the other part too, is like, let's say, Let's say you go into a game and something happens to Colsey and he's out. It's like, well, maybe we want to move Jaden over to the boundary. And then it's like, okay, we have options. We can play Tyree and then we can play Greyhouse in the slot. Yeah. Right. It's like a one or two game, um, one or two, one or two game thing. And it's like not a big deal. Right. It's just, it, it, you don't, he doesn't need to be the guy, but it's like as a stopgap, um, that's the kind of situation what it is. Um, go deep. Can we talk with the Merriweather talk, Kevin Austin all over again? Uh, I just, I, here's the thing. I, I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking away from any of the receivers on the blue team, right? None no. of the quarterbacks look good. They didn't have time. Like they just, it, it wasn't there for the blue today. It, they just no. got the short end of the stick. I'm not, 
I'm not like, are you down on Audrey Kostemi? Cause he had yeah. no room. Like that's, yeah. that, that I'm, is I'm not, basically I'm, that kind yeah. of reaction, right? Yeah. What has he done? I mean, you haven't been there. Go deep. You haven't been at the practices. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like they're just, he's looked good at practice. It's not to say that he's, you know, I mean, he's got to prove it on Saturdays for sure. I mean, sure. I, 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 it's, it's, I'm not going to stop talking about it. He's going to, he's going to start. Well, I mean, he's going to start to the field. So it, okay, there's no, there's no Thomas, question. Chancey Stuckey, his position coach is the guy who's <laughs> giving him the hype. I, I, it, and Parker fine. and Jared Parker, the offensive coordinator. I mean, I don't think I'm, those guys, they're not just praising him. If he was trash. Yeah. In practice, they just practiced. What are you, yeah. what are you supposed to do? They're not playing games right now. Like I, I just, I don't even get it. I don't even get like the unnecessary like Kevin Austin hate. It's like hey, you want Kevin <laughs> Austin? He could have used him last year. Could have used him last year. He's, I mean, he Kevin Austin wasn't as good as Chase Claypool in 2019 or or Miles Boyd in 2018. He still was better than a lot of guys. So I don't know. Like, just how about just let it play out and just like see what happens. I, I mean, I I don't think no one is coming from today gonna gonna praise any of the guys on like you said the blue team and say like man uh yeah just whatever like because there's nothing but i i think it's just like the kind of thing where you just kind of i mean buckner when he was interviewed at the end kind of said it like you just kind of throw it away because it's like "Ah, that's the spring game right that's just the kind of way you got to look at it right and and i i don't i don't know like i don't know i mean i didn't bring it up matthew I sorry how to pronounce her. Somebody else brought it up. So, I mean, when someone brings up something that I like, I disagree with the point. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we weren't even talking about him. Why just take well, a shot? Well, uh, okay. Why don't we, why don't we talk a little, why, why don't we transition to the blue offense today? Okay. Or right now, because I, I do think, because it is, it is fair. Right. And I, and I assumed that, you know, and I'm watching the game and I'm thinking to myself, man, people are going to really be down on like Tyree and uh colsey and tobias and buckner and, and everybody and, and buckner yeah. and all those guys right and and I, you watch it and you just know right like yeah. you just uh, that's what it's going to be and and for me i i don't i don't have any sort of like i'm not going to draw any conclusions from it um the only thing with with tyler is that he didn't have the blocking that hartman had i mean it yeah. was evident right away right just straight away like uh, Hartman was standing back there in the pocket. He had time to go through multiple reads and he went through them. The only thing with Tyler is that there were times when he did have time, you know, like on the, on uh, the yeah, one drive no, for sure on the one drive, he throws the out route to Tyree and it's covered by Osbury. Look, first of all, it's a really good play by Osbury, right? You know, you're, you're covering a, a true senior out there. And, um, and he, he, he uh, he he jumps it and it's look it's going to be a pick it's not going to be a pick six because he's not going to outrun Tyree there but he he throws an interception for all intents that was not that, strong. yeah that should have been a pick six for sure and, and bad, bad bad throw right and and then on the next one what happens on the next one I, I want to say he took a well sack. he threw the pick to well it, he ends up throwing on on later on the series he throws the pick to Mickey he throws the pick to play Mickey. by Mickey for sure it's, it's a good by play Mickey. by Mickey it's a good sink by him um yeah. but it's one of those things like. It's not that it, the decision's bad, but the placement isn't great. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like, a it's great... got to be over the top. It can't be undercut like that. I'll, I'll say it wasn't great ball placement, and I can't remember if that was to 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 buy. Was that to, to it, buy? No, it was, was to Colsey. It was a Colsey. I personally just 
my thought too, like you said, I don't think it was a good throw. I mean, easily, like it was a play that Mickey made a good play and it, it was picked and it was like where the ball was thrown. It was like, I mean, he left it right there for him to pick it. In saying that, if I'm Colsey's wide receivers coach, I'm like, go back and fight to knock that down, man. Yeah. He yeah. kind of, I, I didn't like the effort there. I just personally, whatever. And I'm, and like I said, I'm not going to judge Dion Colsey on that one play or just be like the whole day or like he had a bad day because whatever. But just personally on that play, I would look back on that and say, I, I thought he should have, you know, I, you know, you're not going to catch it but it's your job to make sure the other guy doesn't catch it. Yeah. Right. So um, that was the way that I, I viewed it. And I just think like, it's, it's hard to get a rhythm when um, just as the offense as a whole, not even just not talking about Tyler Buckner here, but just that entire group when they weren't getting like any real good positive uh, plays on first down ever. Like even when they ran it, it was like, even when Audric was still in the game, it was like he had to like scrap to get like a four yard game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it, it, like the first play of the game, and I, you can tell me what it was. He slides the protection right. Yeah. And Patelho is left unblocked. Unblocked. That's, so I don't know if that's like a missed assignment on for like on terms of like, I don't think that's, the, I don't, the I didn't way. think, you know, we talked about it. We were, we were texting uh, yeah. during the game about it. And, I don't think that's Tosh Baker's fault. I, I, I don't know what, what I mean is, is it a bad call pre-snap by Buckner? It's like, I mean, I will have to go or... back and look at yeah. that to, to see. Um, but I also too, I don't know. If that's another kind of point to bring up with, um, you know, the other team had Corral gold had yeah. Corral. And that's something where Corral is going to like be part of that communication process yeah. and stuff too. And that's, you know, something that you don't have. So, th- I mean, I I, I mean, I, I don't know specifically, um, you know, what what happened there. Um, in saying that, as you kind of look at it, it's like that free rusher is on Buckner, right? Yeah. That is on No, Buckner. yeah, he is responsible for so the free rusher. he's got to get the sure. ball out. He's got to get yeah. the ball out or just whatever, right? Like that's kind of uh, – that that's the way, but obviously you do that and you're like the full, whole first drive is screwed up because of yeah. that. Um, and then I thought in the last one, I know big I know Baker got beat by Patel, but I thought it was a great move by Patel. I love that swipe and just mm-hmm. um Jordan Patel looked really good. Um he did he looked he looked really good. Um I would say uh I mean Brian Haney mentions here about the 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 peacock is terrible. I mean I don't, I think the stream is bad. Like the quality of it isn't great. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I miss that they used to have pro Paul Burmeister do it. Uh-huh. And I think Burmeister and, and um, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to, um, I, I can't remember the name of the guy who was calling play by play for this. Yeah. Um, but just Burmeister, I just think is better. He's, he's really, really good. Um, and uh, I mean, Rudolph is they're they're just giving these guys reps, right? They're giving giving uh, you know, Kyle Rudolph reps, and I thought he, after kind of like a pretty vanilla start, he got more comfortable and did better with it. And I thought 
I mean, it was nice. I mean, not like Kyle's like, he's not going to go right into broadcasting right now or anything like that, but I mean, he was fine. He had some good. Insight I thought, I thought Kyle was good. I did. Yeah, I mean, look at no, like, like as the kids say, no cap. I thought he was yeah. good. I thought uh, he did a good job. And I job. think uh, Caroline Pineda is great. I think <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Caroline Pineda should be. Uh, and she should no be on the at, regular broadcast. Yeah, no I mean, shade at Stevenson, who I thought did a fine job yeah. last year. Um, and, and, you know, in a pretty thankless job to be that sideline reporter, sure. you got a hard thing. But you could just tell Caroline Pineda, like, does her homework knows it probably knows because she obviously was just a Notre Dame student pretty, pretty recently probably knows many guys on the team pretty well. Uh, and it's good and professional and just good. Like I just imagine her being on like TNT doing an NBA game in a couple of years or something like she's good. She's, she's yeah. very good. Um, Scott R says uh, thoughts on uh, Devante Jean uh, Baptiste. Um why don't we why don't we take this opportunity to just talk about the the defensive line um, as a whole? We we can start with Baptiste, but um, what what did what did you think of him? What did you think? Because I know you were really impressed with the defensive line as a whole. Yeah. What, what did you think of him first, and then the rest of the group? I mean, he didn't really like pop for me today. Um, I don't think he looked bad or anything like yeah. that. He just didn't pop as much uh, for me today. Um, I would say just in general, like I didn't think like him or Nana, I mean, both the guys who were like probably like one, two at end. Um, those guys just didn't really jump out to me out of everybody on the defensive line. Um, and I thought, uh, I mean, Anya to me really, I, he just jumps out because he, he plays hard, dude. Like he plays really hard. He had the one sack where he came around and yes. – and it's he was kind of slow playing it, and as soon as he Angeli got out, he two steps and he was there. Yeah. And it's like whoa, like that is now we talked about the upside on previous shows. Like that's that's where you see it. It's like that ability to close on a on a on a quarterback to where it's one thing if you can win against the lineman, it's another thing to be able to close the sack. Yes. Um, and that's that's that so that was really um I wanted to that was impressive. That, I thought yeah. it was really, really impressive because I think too, because on that play, um, you know, and, and I'm not sure if that was just an adjustment or if they were running a stunt on that play. I'll have to go back and rewatch. But like Wagner was kind of like almost surprised by how he yeah. kind of got around and, and looped around there. Um, and that's just the kind of thing you don't see from a lot of guys, especially who are one techs. A one tech, yes. Yeah, that's what you I was do not say. do not see that. I mean, even I would say too. That's the one thing when you would say with Jason Admiral, I, I think who's a really good player for, for Notre Dame, obviously like a guy who uh, made plays was disruptive, really disruptive guy at times. Yeah. Um, wasn't a great finisher uh, in, in terms of that kind of thing. And in those kind of situations, he wouldn't run down uh, like a quarterback in that situation. Yeah. That was something, I mean, it's, and and you think of Admiral as like a really kind of like athletic interior guy. Um, but yeah, that was, it was pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. So like, I think Anya stood out um, uh, in, in a mostly good way, just, just about the entire time. Um, I was really hoping to see a lot from Tyson Ford, especially because, you know, he had to play a lot and I thought he looked good. I mean, yeah. some of it too is like him, like, overwhelming but he's 
the first step to getting into the rotation is like being better than the twos and threes that you face on the old line. Yeah. And I thought he was just like that for most of the day. Um, I thought he looked good. I mean, he, he looked just like was playing with the edge. I, I liked what I saw from him. Um, I thought Gobera just, he just really just jumps out with his motor. He's mm. just this guy who plays. He just really jumps out. I mean, I think he's going to be a heck of a player. Um, I think Tui Halamaka had some nice plays today. He, um, he got a sack on uh, all. Like, yeah. uh, granted, it was like one of those, it took a long time. But yeah. he, look, he, he chased him, chased the, chased the quarterback down. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, uh, I mean, Burnham had that nice uh, like strip sack too. Yeah. Um, it's kind of all what you want to see from a lot of the young guys is just that like, uh, you know, you don't, overly judge anything harsh about like guys like mills and and uh cross in the games like this whatever right because it's like either good or bad you're just like meh whatever for them because especially when it's like i mean this is like their fourth or fifth right. or whatever yeah. right like it's a, it's a different story for those guys but you're looking for the young guys to really step up and i thought um i i liked what i saw from the young defensive line and it uh yeah it was like and then I thought to Botello, like, okay, the first one, uh, first of all, too, Botello two years ago would have just like taken Buckner's head off and just on the first uh, play where he got the free shot. And then he probably would have just taken it. And then all of a sudden, like, been kicked out of the game or something. Uh, so good, good restraint from him, much like the Clemson game where he had good restraint yes. <laughs> to not yes. uh, destroy yes. Miles Murphy. Um, and um, yeah, I just thought he looked, he looked good. He, he looked good. Um, just so overall, I would, I would say defensive line wise, um, they look, they look pretty solid. Um, you know, a little bit worried about the depth of defensive tackle, uh, you know, just the deeper parts, like the, the threes, mm-hmm. uh, at defensive tackle. But, uh, I, I think they're going to be pretty close to three deep at, at, at end. So, um, like always like to see that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Chris Jenkins is asking about the linebacker play. Um, I think, I think Jaden Osbury really flashed for us, you know, with, with Marist and Bertrand, those guys, you know, I mean, they, barely was out. they barely played. So n- nothing yeah. to take away from them. Um, uh, I, I thought Osbury stood out. I think and physically he looked good too. That's the other yeah. part. It's like, he didn't look too small. I thought Jalen Sneed, honestly, like he, he physically is very impressive. And he, he was running around. He, he looked, he yeah. looked really good out there. Um, Ziegler's gotten big, so that's good yeah. to see as well. Um, he, he's a big boy. Um, I mean, anyone else? I think Drake Bowen, I thought he was really active. Drake Bowen, I mean, Zinter, nice to see him get a nice little uh stuff on the fourth and one. Um, you know, I always want to see those young guys have success. Um, I think Osbury really just kind of uh, Osbury and Sneed were the guys that stood out the most for me. Sneed mostly because he was playing inside linebacker and didn't look like he was lost ever, you know, like he didn't look like um, he looked like he was playing free. And I would say one of the things with, when I watch Prince Cully sometimes is that he would look lost, especially last year where you're like this guy uh, uh, when, when he can run and chase the guy in space, he looked fantastic. Right. Yeah. But when there was other plays inside, he just didn't look like instinctive or like confident. And I mean, obviously we didn't get a chance to see him 
in this game. I wish we would have got a chance to see him in the game. So it's like, I'm just judging that based on last year. And I think with Snead last year, he was a guy who just kind of played out of control when you saw him in there. He was just like, you could see and fl- him flash and what an athlete and, and just, you know, kind of like some of the violence that he would bring. But yeah. he didn't look like he knew what he was doing, right? He just, whatever. And here he looked like you still saw the like, oh, like that exciting athleticism, but he just looked a lot more um, playing within himself in a good way. And And then I think Osbury too, because Osbury's not a big guy, right? He's not big. You know, he's about like 215-ish or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just just the way he moved and the way he played in space. I thought, I mean, he obviously made a ton of plays on the perimeter in this game. And I think Notre Dame's defense last year, it's a primarily um uh you know, nickel nickel was the base, right? Nickel was the base, Bracey's like basically in for the rover, like I don't know. He, 75% of the time or 80%, whatever it was, right? That's that was their base defense. Um, and it really was kind of like getting their best 11 on the field, really. And this, and, and not to say Osbury is going to be, I mean, because he's a true freshman still and whatever, and this is a spring game, whatever. But it did make me think of like, oh, he's a guy who can actually like cover some slots you know, and like, yeah. doesn't look out of, and I mean, definitely cover tight ends and like, but definitely like run with some slots that you just, you know, Jack Kaiser, who is an effective player in a lot of ways at, at when he's at Rover, he can't do that. That's, yeah. that's one thing where he was like really limited. And he, you know, whenever, whenever he got asked to do that, he kind of got exposed a bit in that, in that way. Um, and he's much more of a better athletic fit as an inside linebacker um obviously he didn't play today he wasn't available but um but osbury looked more jok-ish to me mm-hmm. just in what he can do and and that kind of gives you the freedom to maybe play a rover and i and i i'm not saying they're going to do that this year because it's a lot to ask of a true freshman right just going forward do that. but just in the future that's a, that's what i was thinking when i watched yeah it. Yeah. Uh, Daniel McCarty is asking about uh, Jaden Mickey and says he's around the ball and had an aggressive yeah. pick. Did his stock rise? Um, I don't know if it rose so much as like, I think, I think that, I think that he's kind of had a bounce back, you know, and it was good to see like doing, doing all the things the right way. Um, and that pick included, right? Like that's an, a really aggressive play and it's a good athletic play. It's also a very good technique play where it's like, you're where you're exactly where you're supposed to be. If the quarterback puts the ball, where he put it, you're going to intercept it, right? It's doing your job. It's being a playmaker. Um, and that's what you want. Right. And I think that, that it just kind of increases the, it's like, Hey, when, when Cam Hart, you know, when he comes back, they're both going to be to the field. You can rotate those guys a little bit. And I think they're going to need to rotate Cam Hart. Cause he's had the shoulder for a bunch. Yeah. Right. I don't think they can have him playing the entire game all the time. Um, and so you want to be able to kind of give him give him a little bit of a break. And so on that sense, yes. But I, I think they really like Jaden Mickey. And I think that Jaden Mickey's kind of his stock it will should continue to rise. I think you just kind of validate everything you kind of hear right. we heard and saw, basically. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh let's see. Um, Jay is talking about Tyson Ford again. It's going to be a dude one of these days. He moved really well at 295. He definitely looks the part. And I think that's a good point, too. Like he looked really good and he's kind of going through like a kind of like a body change. He's got to put up, 
put on weight and he's got to put on some muscle and do that sort of thing. And so a lot of the time when you, when you have a guy going through a body change like that, it takes a little bit. It takes a lot of time for them to adjust. Tyson Ford is obviously uh, ahead of the curve there. Um, and so that, that was very nice to see someone I, I, I predicted would have a, would be a really nice uh, like talking point at the end of the spring. So that was good to see that validated. Um, um, I just, Tiller Reese brought up that Coley's two fifty. No, he's two twenty eight. So that's yeah. He's a, he's a big boy now. I mean, yeah. he I think he came in and when he was like a true freshman at two fifteen. Yeah. But no, he's good size. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's but he's definitely uh, physically developed since he's got to Notre Dame. And Osbury's just. I mean, I mean, the guy should still be in high school. Yeah, right. Like he's. I I mean, in saying that, I don't think he's ever going to be huge. But he's easily the smallest linebacker on the team. Like you, you, you mentioned, Greg, that Nolan Ziegler. I mean, he's really like looks he's like in a year he's really um, progressed in terms yeah. of physical development. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as the defensive backs, I, you know, not much from them today, other than Jaden Mickey he made that really good play. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't like a defensive back kind of game. I mean, Ryan Barnes was very involved. I will say, um, yep. I, I think the numbers on him would probably be not great. Um, like he gave up, I think he was in coverage against uh, Salerno on the corner route. I mean, I think he had a couple breakups to give a bunch of passes. I mean, like that's that's kind of the way it goes, right? If yeah. you're gonna, especially when he was, um, I believe he was opposite of the gold team, and so look when the quarterback's 13 to 16 or whatever it is, right? Like no yeah. one's going to have good numbers. Like I thought like Ben Morrison gave up some stuff, right? Although he had the really good chase down of Salerno. I mean, that just, it's like, That's Oh yeah. He's just an incredible player. <laughs> like yeah. came from nowhere. It's just big time. That's like, they should have just sat him after that and been like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We're, we're good. good. We're all set. We're good. Um, We've seen enough for the rest of the spring. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you take away from this as far as uh, Buckner? What do you, what, what do you, what do you take away? I mean, I certainly wasn't a good day for him, yeah. right? I, I mean, I think you chalk it up to it wasn't a good day. Um, but I also would – you evaluate it like he wasn't working with the same True. thing. that Like I would have loved to see if they would – I mean, they weren't going to do it. But they. I would have loved to see if they switched it at some point and then he got to work with the same group that um, Hartman did and how he did uh and and how he performed then um i don't know i, I mean he still didn't, i mean he didn't help himself today but and, and from the sounds of it too and i mean not just from the sounds but just everything like hartman started slow and got better as the, as the spring went on obviously great finish i don't think buckner's you know started fast and and went bad or anything like that uh but I mean, in every little thing, when you're in a quarterback competition, it's just a data, it's a data point, right? And you take, so you take the part of like, yeah, you know, he wasn't working with a good old line or whatever, but then you say, well, I mean, that throw to, uh, that Osbury should have picked was like, that was just a really bad decision, right? Or yeah. if you look at, I mean, I'm sure they'll evaluate whether or not that, that very first sack of the game like if he made a wrong call there or whatever, like that goes into your, the evaluation. So all of these little things are, are part of it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that they're, they're definitely not going to be like Hartman. They're not going to name Hartman before they get to camp or anything like yeah. that. Um, but I mean, 
if if you just said like it, let's just say like Buckner was like slightly ahead today, then you'd be like, well, at the very least they're even. Or if they were, uh, you know, if they were even, then you'd say, well, Buckner's definitely ahead going into yeah. going into the, the the summer, and then you just readjust from there because that's the thing you just get to go again. And I mean, there's no reason that both guys shouldn't be way better um, in in the summer after you get the spring, right? So you got to yeah. see where it is. So. Um... Tyler Reese is bringing up a, a interesting point. Uh, Parker didn't call a lot of RPOs for Buckner. And that made me think, That's like, true. I do think Buckner is the type of quarterback that needs a game plan set up for him against a specific defense. Like we know what the defense is. This, these are the plays that we're going to run. And I think that a spring game is not conducive to that. That's just like, Hey, we're just running some stuff. You know? Yeah. And it's like, you can't run. That's a, good, that's a really good point, Greg. So like, yeah. I, I don't think that it's conducive for him personally. And, and, and that just kind of highlights like why Hartman, you know, cause I, I said, and, and not just me, but both of us, like I, on, a, on a lot of our shows, like we were, they're talking about how Buckner was playing better and, and Hartman and what didn't look as good. And it's like, look, Hartman, the kid's been around for a long time, right? Like he's been around and he knows how to play and eventually he's going to figure it out. Right. And we had, we had mentioned on our last show, not the last one that I couldn't because my internet was a debacle, but the one before that, like people were talking about how there was the open practice, the surprise open practice. And everyone was saying how good Buckner looked all the reporters who were there, right? It's not reports. They were there and saw it. But we had heard after that, that there was the Saturday scrimmage, like the 90 play, whatever, and Hartman looked great. And that was what we said. And so Hartman figured it out. And and so, look, the, the thing with Tyler is there's always that consistency. And there's always that little bit in there. And unfortunately for him, in terms of the fan base, he, he showed that again today where it was you're making bad decisions, you know, and when you make the right decision. Like, like okay, it's fourth and nine or whatever. And, like, I don't want to get into, like, too much, but, like, I'm watching it's like fourth and nine and you throw a check down. It's like, maybe that's the right play, right? Like on film or whatever, but it's like, don't throw the check down, especially when you're not really being pressured. Like it's stuff like that. And not just that, but then it wasn't completed. You know, like there's too much of that. Like we saw it in games last year. Uh, That reminded me a little bit. That kind of play reminded me a little bit of the early season Buckner. Yeah. Yeah. You're like run here, run. Yeah. This is, I, and I know he, it's a different thing because you, you, they're supposed to touch you and whatever, but no, run. Like Hartman had one of those plays where he's like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to run it here. Right. Like that's, you got to do that. And I think um, that was the thing about uh, the Gator Bowls. He played a lot more free. And like you said, I thought Reese called a really good game to get him like, for what okay. his skill set is. Yes. So he's like, well, guess what? We're going to call that um, that kind of like buck sweep with the with the quarterback, right? We're yeah. going to do that now to kind of get him going. Like, and that's just something that um, I think helps a guy like him. And yeah, in, in this kind of game, you can't really do that. Um, so it's because because there's a the thing about Buckner, like he didn't look anywhere close to the way he looked in the in the bowl game. And that's like a real game, 
You know, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's that a matters way game. more than yeah, that's sport. a football game. Like he yes. looked worse than he has than he did the last time we saw him play in a football game. So like that's where to me it's like there there were a lot of things and and, and it's one of those things though like. It's not a, it's like no like there are reasons that he didn't look as good, but then there are also reasons why beating out Hartman is just going to be very difficult for him, and that's just the way it goes, you know. Like Notre Dame went out and got a dude, and so that it, it's an uphill battle for him, and that's what we said, right? Like, you know, is it a quarterback competition? Listen, he can make he can play well enough to where they got to play him, but that didn't happen. And the other part too is. Sam Hartman has a has a say in it as well. And he's not just gonna he's not just gonna get beat out, you know, like he's really good. So that's yeah. the problem. He's a really good um, player. Uh Chris Ed Jenkins is Ed's got oh, a let's good go. comment here. This this one I, it is tough. I I would say that that would have been my complaint about the let me let me broadcast. just read it for people who are yeah. who are not watching the thing. Um for the blue goal game, I wish announcers would treat it differently and spend most of their time telling us who's on the field, where and what they're doing. Uh, that's a good point. I, I think, yeah, the, that that's something that, and I get it. There could be lulls in a spring game when you're doing it, but yeah. especially for Notre Dame fans who don't, there's so many, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, most of the people who are listening to this podcast or watching us on our live stream right now, I mean, they know who Jaden Osbury is. Yeah. They're like, they knew when he first got offered, like they're like, into it they're very like they know everybody you they could name me every 85 guys you know the scholarship guys on the roster they could do all of that right but for the other you know 90 percent of fans or whatever they don't know who Jaden osbury is well look they're who's like, in on offensive line who's playing right guard yes who's playing left guard or you know, like, stuff like just that. or just little things like being like andrew christophic is playing right tackle now he's not He's yeah. not normally a right tackle, but they need to play him here yeah. in, in this game. So then, and you, it's just a little thing where you could just say, um, so when he got beat by Burnham on the one play and you're, it's like, okay, yeah, it was a good play by Burnham. But then you also take it for granted. You're like, well, Andrew Stoffick's not playing tackle, but he has yeah. to play tackle right now. So you take that into account and you say like, Oh, a tough beat for Christophic, who just doesn't normally play tackle and he's helping out a tackle in this game or whatever, right? Like all that kind of stuff. And I get it because that's most announcers won't do that and be specific about it. But I think for a spring game, when there's so much, so many people playing and it's whatever, it's so important to have like people who really, really know the roster. And I, and, I, and again, I don't want to say like in terms of like, Kyle Rudolph, like, man, I hope he's able to have like a career in, in this, it, like doing this and, and being a broadcaster and stuff too. Um, but he probably doesn't know the team as well as maybe someone else. I mean, Ryan Harris did it last year and I would, I, you'd probably make the same complaint. He calls every game for a Notre right. Dame right on the radio. Right. So I guess it could, I guess it could be a common complaint. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, I do think it would, would help in that way you'd almost be helped if there was like a three-man booth in that sense because there could be like the one person who's just like oh, i'm gonna tell you about this guy like um i'm gonna tell you about this young guy that maybe people don't really know about or whatever right and 
Um, or I'm going to tell you about how, yeah, Christoph explained right tackle and he shouldn't be, or I'm going to tell you about how, um, Tyson Ford, you know, came in and as, you know, played defensive end in high school. And now he's going to do this, like all these just little kind of things. And now he's 295 or whatever. Yeah. Or like, yeah, that, I think that kind of stuff does enhance a, a broadcast. Um, Chris Jenkins, uh, is asking, uh, why are they still running on second and long? Um, I, mean, I made just... I made a couple of tweets about this as a joke, right? <laughs> and to be clear, I'm joking. I don't yeah. care. Um, it, you got to get plays on tape. You have to get some run plays on tape. You have to, to run evaluate the, yeah. the players. Yeah, you have to. You have so if you throw on first, almost almost regardless of what happens, they got they got to run some plays. You're not calling it like you're calling a real game. So that's because you're to... not game planning, right? Like yeah. you don't know specifically what plays to run. Like second and ten. What 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 are they likely to run? Therefore, this is what we're gonna run. like. So like that stuff. I'm joking about it. But I don't, I don't like it, right? It's like generally speaking, I don't, I, yeah. I hate any, um, I hate any second long run. So I, I would just say also, just like scheme wise, the entire game, because I, I, somebody asked earlier uh, about like, what did you think of like the new OC and how, how they called the game? It's like NA, not, not applicable, right? Like, because yeah. you just can't, it's just, it's just so different. And the defense you're facing is like, not at all what the defense is going to look like in the fall, not just personnel wise, but just like what they're going to run. And it's going to look so, so different. Like the, I mean, perfect example is like how, you know, we went to that one, the one practice on April 1st, the first open practice media. And they were like in that big dime, like the whole practice Mm -hmm. and they didn't show any of that in this. I mean, the, there's zero reason to show any of that because they don't need to put that on film. For right, anyone, right. Right. But like, um, yeah, it's just, it's, you can't really judge anything based on kind yeah. of scheme or play call on it. It's, it's tough in, in yeah. this kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Devorah asks, uh, it's a hard question to answer, but based on what we saw, who do you think the starting guard should be? I understand this can change quickly just based on today. And, and let's, and you've heard some things throughout camp too. So let's factor that in. Um, I'll ask this. Do you feel like Spindler showed you enough today and based on other things you've shown, like he, because in my opinion, he is in contention. I think he's in the mix. I I think he's definitely in contention. And I I don't think we would have said that going in the spring. I think that's definitely true. Oh yeah. Um, I did not expect him to. I, I, I thought he really needed a great swing to kind of put himself in it. Like I would have just, I don't want to say like I completely wrote him off, but I definitely was thinking he was like a dark horse guy to, and it not was, a guy who's. We heard things this spring that we have not heard ever in a positive yeah. way, right? So it just, he is definitely trending, right? Definitely. Well, trending. he would never be brought up by uh, Quinn or uh, Jeff Quinn or Harry Heastan just right. as a guy you just brought up for doing well. Right. And Rudolph brought him up to be yeah. like, yeah, he is. He's, he's had his couple bests of his practice days. So like, um, I mean, does that mean he's going to be the starter? Guard? No, but it, it means that I, I think based on today and what we've heard and, and like what Rudolph said and kind of what we've heard and what we saw from him, he's got a shot. Yeah. He's got a shot. And, um, and I, I, I would say it's like too early to say, who is going to be like, I, I know 
I couldn't even pick today because you could say like, I think if you said based on today in the spring, I would say, I mean, Christophic, no, just he would be a no for me, but I don't think that, I don't think that's set in stone at all, right? Like he could easily be a starter. Um, so, um, and Shrouth is a leader in the clubhouse. I think Shrouth is, I honestly, I wouldn't even put anyone as a leader in the clubhouse because Mm -hmm. I just think it's like, it's like one of these things where it's like, pick the combination. It could be any of those combinations, really, right? It could be Pat Coogan starter net guard. Like it could, it could be right. Like, um, so I, I would say the contenders as of now, I think would be, um, you know, Spindler, Shrouth, Christophic, Coogan are the, probably the top four. Um, and then we'll see. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I couldn't even say if like, you're like, Oh, Shrouth, whatever. Like, I mean, it might be Spindler, Christophic. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Right. Might be Coogan and Christophic. I don't know. Right. Like we'll just kind of wait and see. Um, and then the other thing is too, is that now that they have the entire spring to kind of evaluate, um, what if they decide like, these aren't our five best guys we need to look at, like, um, what if they're like Tosh Baker, we're going to give him a real look at guard or something, right? Like yeah. he did like, and that's something Rudolph did mention that, that they thought like, Oh, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll look at him there. Right. So yeah. something like that, right? Like, um, yeah. So I, I think it's all, it's all kind of up for grabs, but not in like a bad way where I'm like, Oh man, this is like dire. I think they will, they'll find two good options there. I just yeah. don't know who those two guys are going to be yet yeah um i wanted to go back to a comment or question from chris jenkins um from earlier i want to get to it i know you're all discussing the game but y'all's thoughts on styles and in the portal uh jamie wrote a uh instant reaction kind of post on uh that's on irsportsdaily.com and i recorded like a 10 minute video that's on our um on our youtube feed as well so you can check those out on Styles specifically but i think after the game you know, after watching the game and looking at it through the lens of Lorenzo Styles himself, I understand it now. It makes a lot of sense because you look at Jaden Greyhouse. If Lorenzo Styles had done that in a spring game, it would be like if he had done that today, it would the, people would be over the moon with him, right? Oh yeah. And he he hasn't looked like that kind of ever, right? He hasn't caught the ball like that, like working the ball in zones and that sort of thing. That just hasn't been his deal. They're different types of players. Like Styles is a more speed guy, yeah. but that's another guy. It's like you got to keep him off the field, and you got to keep uh, Tyree off the field, and you got to keep Tobias off. The, like it, there's just <sighs> it's a lot of ways for him to like. Okay, so now I want to go to DB, right? Well, now he's got to he's got to compete with Morrison and Hart, and then Jaden Mickey, who looked good today, right? And and not to mention Clarence Lewis, you know. And so you kind of get it, like yeah, that the the playing time was going to be tough. Now I, I'm not saying he couldn't get on the field. He could, but it's like, man, I, am I going to gonna be for, a tough, he, he was going I, to have I to outperform for, guys who were clearly already like established that they are going to play. Right. It's like, am I, am I looking for 20 snaps a game or can I try to go somewhere? I'm going to get 50, 60, you know, and I mean, that's he wants where to start. it was. He wants he it. Wants, I mean, yeah, he, it also would be much different if you're like, Oh, he only like, imagine in that, 
uh, that 2021 season. Imagine that, first of all, imagine that was the COVID year. So that didn't count. And then he still had three years left. Well, then yeah. you can judge it differently, but he's only got two years left. Yeah. Or, or that was a four game thing or whatever. Right. But it's like, no, he's, uh, he's only got two years left. Yeah. So, and then Christian I, Gray as well, who everybody okay, they so love. What, so what would be better if, if you were him, right? If, if any of us were him, so he comes and just imagine he's like, okay, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I believe in myself. I think I'm good enough. I think I can like make an impact a corner. So then what happens if like, say, even if he just like tweaks his hammy in camp or something like that, and then it doesn't really give him a chance to even show that he can get that. Well, guess what? He's not going to play more than four games. He's just going to be like, he's going to do that four games and he's going to sit out and then he's going to transfer and go two years somewhere else. That's just what, what would happen. Right. So is it better for him now to get out and try to get a fresh start somewhere and try to go somewhere, especially where like the, the path is a little more clear. Like put it this way though, if he transfers to Ohio state, like, I think that's just so stupid. Like I, that be, that's tough. That would you be, say, you're the, you have the same problem. I, and I, I get it in ter- like, whatever. He's obviously his brother's his, there. His brother's his there. His dad went there. His dad went there. He's a legacy, whatever. Right. Like I get it from that perspective. Um, but that really is the only thing that would, would be even a reason why he would go there because he's not going to start there. And I don't even sure if he would be the, you know, he'd be in the same kind of position where it's like, can he be the fourth corner? Can he be the third? I mean, third corner is probably in tough. They're loaded at safety too. So it's like, they don't have anything there. He's definitely, I mean, if you wanted to play receiver, I, I know he wants to play DB, but if you want to play receiver, a zero chance he'd ever play there. So I would think, and I, I, don't, I have no idea what Cincinnati's depth chart is, but I'm just saying as like a place, like if they, if Cincinnati, if you thought they had opportunities to play or, or compete there or get into the mix at their depth chart, I would think more of a place like that yeah. would be something like, I mean, I have no idea what Purdue, whatever, right? Like other places. I mean, the guy can obviously, he's got talent. He, he should still play power five football. For sure. Yeah. Right. He should still play power five football. And frankly, he should want to go there and try to prove himself at a power five school because it'll just help him if he wants to have a chance at the NFL. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I'm I, here's, here's the one thing that you, you should, everyone should always remember about this is Houston Griffith went into the portal after really not really doing anything at Notre Dame. And there were like, he got like 10 legit offers right away. Like people wanted him. And people are desperate. They'll just take a chance on somebody, yeah. especially now because it's like May. And if someone has like a, um, or it's going to be May and it's, uh, well, uh, no pun intended there on the, the <laughs> it's going to be May. But uh, if you know, you know. But if there are teams that have definitely, whether they had injuries or they just know, they're like, we don't like what we got at corner or we don't like what whatever, that they will take a chance on a guy like him in a heartbeat. Uh, but I, I mean, 
he's really got to be smart about where he goes. Um, and I, I, I hope he picks the right spot and I hope he's like able to kind of get, you know, his career going because I think it would be an awful waste of talent if the guy doesn't end up really doing much in college, especially after, cause there's just so few guys that end up like doing the, like making the kind of plays he did or having the kind of game he did in the bowl game there um, in as a true freshman. And then to not like do anything after like, that would be pretty sad. And I hope that doesn't happen for him. And like, you don't want to be in the same uh, conversations like KJ Stefferson. Yeah. Who obviously he with, those are all like big time self-inflicted, um, you know, decisions that screwed it, screwed him. But like, he just doesn't want to be in that. And I hope, I hope he gets the right spot, picks the right spot for him. And uh, yeah, is able to, you know, go somewhere and have su- some success. And I, he w- it would have, it was going to be tough. It was going to be tough for him. Yep. All right. I think we'll leave it there. Uh, I think one of the big things today, Jamie, is no injuries, right? I, I, I don't yes. think there were any kind of injuries or anything like that. Um, so that's what you always want, right? Notre Dame can go into the off season healthy, get, get, get guys healthy, continue to grow as a team and that sort of thing. I think there were a lot of things today that, you know, there's a lot of things you can build on, right? Good at quarterback, good at receiver, um, good on the lines, that sort of thing. So um, we'll see what they do in the portal. And we're going to be tracking that at irishsportsdaily.com. So you're going to want to stay with us. And if you and if you haven't, this is your first time listening to the show, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Head over to esqclothing.com. This is the last day of the of the spring special, 23% off ISD spring in the promo code. That's what you want to type in, ISD spring. Uh, raise your shirt game. They got really good stuff over there. God's doing great things. So uh, check out esqclothing.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, Gigi, uh, Cryptic, Kenny Minchie uh, didn't show, didn't have the blocking, couldn't show really anything today. That It was just unfortunate. Better days ahead for him. Um, so that's what we're going to say about him. Uh, that, uh, so that's the last thing. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll, well be just back Just one other week. plug for ISD, too, because – in case for everyone who's following recruiting, I mean, there's Notre Dame got their first 2025 commitment uh, yesterday, uh, four-star defensive tackle, uh, Davion Dixon. Um, and Cole Mullins. Uh, Cole Mullins, they got as edge rusher today, a guy I'm, I'm a big fan of. Um, really think he's got a high ceiling. Think think there's going to be some more good news coming out this weekend. So just, you know, keep it posted because there's going to be some, I think there's going to be some more movement. I think Notre Dame is about to get on a roll here. So, yep. Stay, so stay locked in IrishSportsDaily.com. We're going to have updates on everyone who was there. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be great coverage. Matt and Christian are going to do a great job with that. So stay locked in IrishSportsDaily.com. We'll be back next week. I have an interview planned for Monday with a former player who was at the spring game today. So uh, be looking out for that on Monday. I don't know if it'll be live. It might just be a, uh, just may record it and show up in the pod feeds and on YouTube. So we'll see about that. But uh, once more time, thank you everyone for tuning in. Have a good rest of the weekend and we will talk to you next week.